Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do Copy podcast. My name is Ran. And my name is Emily. And in this podcast, we talk about all things Stranger Things. And today, we actually have a sponsor for this episode. So thank you to Surfshark VPN for sponsoring us. We're going to talk a bit more about them later, because for the moment, we are going to talk all things Stranger Things. You mixed it up! That mixed up the intro. Who would have thought it? <laughs> Who would have thought that actually mixed it up? I liked that. It's been two years. No, it's not been two years. It's been a year and a half-ish. Almost two years. And we've finally done it. We finally changed the intro. Well done, us. <laughs> I mean, well done you. You did that part. I'll take it. Um, before we talk about Surfshark, though, we are going to be talking about like you said all things stranger things but particularly the lab in stranger things and what what are they doing what are they doing that is that is the question i mean it's pretty obvious i think on a first glance <laughs> what the lab are doing they're doing a bit yeah. some, some they're doing some shady stuff but we're going to be answering the real questions today like what if they weren't that's one of them. That's a hint. But in the meantime, you can catch us on many places. And those places are Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Audible.com at Hawkins Do You Copy. And then you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast. And then YouTube and Tumblr at Hawkins Do You Copy. And at Hawkins Do You Copy.com. It is coming soon. It is coming. Um... Also, before we talk about the lab, can we talk about the fact that as of the day of filming this, Netflix posted a screen, like like a screen, a picture, even of like an old movie style like board. Do you know that when you go to like those like old cinemas, they have like the letters, like a bit. It's a billboard, but it looks like a like the letter ones where you put individual letters on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like like a light box type billboard. I made that so much more complicated than I needed to explain that. You absolutely that. did. Um, <laughs> but, and it said, every end has a beginning. But the writing was upside down. And then Stranger Things, actually like Stranger Things themselves, the account replied to it with an upside down smiley face. And then Stranger Writers retweeted the upside down smiley face and then replied with a gif of Steve Harrington. So I think, I think... Oh, and also Kyle Lambert, the artist, the poster artist, also posted it. And us. We also posted it on Instagram. All of the official Stranger Things sources. All of the blue ticks posted. All of the blue ticks related to Stranger Things um, posted it. So I think it's pretty safe to say that something to do with Stranger Things is coming. If it is out by the time this goes up, then ignore every single part of this. Um, because we have seen it. I think it's quite rude because I'm having surgery tomorrow and if it gets posted tomorrow whilst I'm literally unconscious, <laughs> I just think that's really unfair of them. to have, There's all these days in the year where they could have posted something and they're going to post it when I'm literally unconscious. One thing I will say about it is that for those of you that have seen Dark, the Dark fans out there, um, it's very reminiscent of dark. So my theory, my theory still fits. Hmm. My theory of how Strange Things is going to end still, still fits. And I'm slightly annoyed about it because that means I saw the ending <laughs> about two years ago. Um, L- very long time it, ago. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Dark is amazing. Let's re- <laughs> <laughs> I 
Maybe you start a dark. If Stranger Things Four never comes out, this is now a dark podcast, and that's what's happening. Fair I enough. hope you're all here for the journey. Anyway, fair enough. Actually, on the subject of that, we also put a poll out today. Very interesting. If it's it'll be gone by the point this comes up, so there's no point in ar- even arguing this. Most of you think it's coming out in June. I'm still holding. I'm still holding on for May. It's not going to be May. But let, let's actually talk about things now, shall we? Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Hawkins Lab. We, we all know. We all know Hawkins Lab. Hawkins Lab is that little lab that seemingly got shut down at the end of season two. Don't think it did, but it seemingly did. No, I think. I mean, all of the experiments were supposed to have closed and shut down way before Stranger Things even starts, like before season one. But they were obviously still going ahead, so I don't think something as little as a mind flayer uh, would make the lab stop. Let's first of all talk about why Hawkins exactly, and it's something we've said a few times on here, why was Hawkins chosen, why was it not chosen? Because if we're taking suspicious minds as canon, which we kind of do, it's one of those weird ones where I think it was said it was a canon novel, but is it actually canon? Because Elle was apparently a year older than everyone. But they're the details we're not going to get into today. We know that Hawkins Lab has been there for a little bit. We know that Brenner has some plans going on and people are willingly volunteering for a bit of money. And with the promise of it out, I'm sure they're told they can get out at any point, aren't they? Yeah, it's definitely set up like proper experiments, which actual MKUltra were was set up on. If if you want to know more about um, MKUltra, we do actually have a whole episode about MKUltra. It was one of our first ever ones. Oh, good luck for that then. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you want to know more about MKUltra, um, they were actually real experiments that took place back in the 60s and 70s before they were shut down that ended up causing like real death detrimental effects to the people that took part because they were not correctly um informed as to what they were taking part on you can see why strange things or montauk at the time was based upon it it's yeah yeah. it it's something which has been in like literature for years like stephen king like firestarter is essentially i don't think it's ever explicitly said that it's mk ultra but it's pretty much mk ultra and like lots of different books and series over the years have sort of touched upon it um I have my undergraduate and my master's in psychology and we ended up doing like a whole module on it and like the type of the experiments and stuff and um it's like terrifying like it's so interesting but it's terrifying and I think the most the the thing that we I remember us talking about in one of our lectures was actually not always why did they do it but the what happened to make them think they could do it like ultimately like what gave them the the like kind of audacity to think that they could do those kinds of things but also what research predated the actual experiments to make them think that they had the resources to give people that ability if that makes sense like is there more from the files that have been redacted and not released that actually shows that there's more grounds of evidence as to what could happen. And then I, I think it's, it, it is an interesting one. And obviously it's definitely something that within Stranger Things has been, you know, so much has been added to it. But obviously Brenner definitely has realised that he can do that and he can cause people to have these things or he can take the people who have these things that he meets all th- throughout life 
you know, like in the six comics and stuff, they, they already have them before they go to the lab, but he can then use them for further gain. There is one character in Suspicious Minds, though, isn't there? I mean, you never properly know, but he's psychic. Yeah. I can never remember his name. I can't remember either, but there is. You've got, like, Terry, who didn't have the ability before, but then suddenly does, because that was able to be, like, expanded. Like, her mind was able to be, like, opened. I put that in, like, quotations. But then Elle is born with it. Would Elle have been born with it anyway? Or did, like, or does Terry only have that ability at the time because she's pregnant and is using parts of Elle? And is being subjective to some very heavy um, substances. Yes. Um, but that's the thing, like, what, what is it about Brenner that makes him think that he can do that? What has happened pre these experiments within the Stranger Things universe to make him think that he actually has the capability to make people have these different abilities? Because that's, that's, like, you wouldn't wake up one day and be like, right, okay, I'm gonna make someone have telekinetic abilities because where where do you even start with that it's the same kind of way of waking up one morning and being like okay i'm gonna invent time travel unless you're tony stark but you can't you wouldn't be able to just get up and do that so what research predates the events of stranger things what has brenner done before all of that to make to make that something that he thinks he can do in the stranger things universe we know that we're in sort of almost a telepathic space race with the soviet union and so we could say that that is the basis of why they are doing it however that doesn't leave the question to then why is hawkins chosen and we can refer however though to our new friend uh 003 which we know is the introduction to the krill house now that was presented with a newspaper article on the little trailer which said the 50s and if we go by suspicious minds we know that that is late 60s, early 70s as a date that that's happening. Um, so that's 10 years on. So was it the crew house then that made the people in charge of the lab or Brenner specifically think, hang on, this is interesting. So in Suspicious Minds, which find out that's apparently Brenner's first time coming to the lab, we assume, because he says this whole thing in his perspective about it being new people intrigue him and they're expecting his arrival and it gives the date obviously of 1969 so something has brought him there yeah so i wonder why he goes there then and like does any of the creole house stuff fit as in like did did, does he know about any of the creole house stuff beforehand unless he was someone that sort of like not worked on it but like kind of was part of that whole case and then was working on and seeing what was going on that whole time within the area. And then they realise all these years later that maybe something is there because of Hawkins. So they decide to move the other experiments to Hawkins because of these other investigations. Because by 1969, MKUltra was supposed to have stopped pretty much um like by it was reduced in 1964 and 1967 and completely halted in 1973 so by 1969 
this is something that like shouldn't really have been going on especially not with the amount of people that they were advertising for so I wonder if the reason why they moved it to Hawkins was partly because it was a quiet town but also because the government was aware that stuff had happened there before and they might be able to get the volunteers to kind of tap into what was going on in the area before. Yeah, in Suspicious Minds, because I've just... I had a read, little read-up on it. It seems just that those things, yeah, have been going on in Hawkins' lab. It seems to be purely MK Ultra things. But they mention um, that... I was about to call it Matthew Modine. They mention that Brenner is bringing a few young subjects across but then he wants to introduce a new screening program to get more people involved interesting the screening program makes me wonder if it was new specifically for hawkins because they're aware that weird stuff happens yeah there. It, it makes you wonder because yeah that doesn't tell you why hawkins national lab was there as a thing anyway unless it purely was a yeah base for mk ultra stuff yeah why why does hawkins have this huge lab like it's massive like if you think of the scope of hawkins in general like it's tiny and mk ultra was something which was you was like across a ridiculous amount of institutions and in like so many different places it just seems really random that it's such a tiny tiny town like that literally i mean once the mall is is built it's bigger but essentially it has like one street where people, like, do their shopping and stuff. And it has, like, this police department. Like, everyone knows everyone in Hawkins. And and nothing ever happens in Hawkins. So, like, why does it then have this massive lap? You just think, yeah, why... And why was this new screening process introduced to this for this place? Like, I, I would like to think that the government are probably more aware. Because if we, you know, we can assume that in the Creole house he he killed his family i'm assuming that's what happened that's a big investigation like that's not just gonna be the local police like we're gonna assume that whatever krill saw was to do with some upside downy monstery based business let's just make the assumption with that um because that's kind of a theory we've been sticking with on here it seems most logical whatever i agree that we know then that the lab is interested in the mind and that ideally then victor krill is kind of their perfect subject that he's the perfect subject so it does make you it does sort of make you wonder then if yeah if that had sort of influenced why they're doing that then if they're thinking if he can do it and there's an influence there why don't we do this here itself yeah like, let's try and recreate it, almost. Yeah, I think it's really interesting as well because, obviously, like, crime cases and, like, different cases have so much that go into them when it comes to, like, thinking about how someone is going to serve, like, time or have, like, something happen. But I think it's interesting that he hasn't gone to prison. He's gone to a psychiatric hospital so that must mean that at some point after his family were killed... They've pleaded insanity, essentially. There's been an insanity plea, which I'm not sure how that entirely worked all the way back then. Um, like, the differences between them. I think it's a lot harder now because of the amount of, like, psychiatric 
evaluation that goes into something. But I think that the fact that, yeah, he's, there was obviously some kind of plea there and he's obviously told people, I saw this or I saw this and he actually probably did. But they were just like, well, no, he didn't. But that's probably somehow got... So, he no, he didn't, so he's insane. Put that in quotation marks. So he goes to what we're assuming is Penhurst. Um, but then the government might have heard about this and maybe it's not the first time they've had, like, whispers of something going on in Hawkins. So they're kind of like, ah. And that's why they start kind of hovering around. Just because Brenner got there in 69, like, the lab's been there for ages. So they made a decision all those times before to put that lab there. So I think I think it's Hawkins. And I think that ties into the, like, not to talk, you know, the beginning, every beginning has an end type thing. Like, it, it's a bit like chick, the chicken and the egg. Hawkins is the, Hawkins is the why. Hawkins is, is what is causing stuff. Like, whether it be... Like where the upside down starts. I really love this, like the theory that I have said quite a few times that Hawkins actually the reason why in the real world, in our world, Hawkins doesn't exist is because Hawkins gets wiped off the map, and kind of the the, the thing is going to be well, of course Hawkins isn't real because Hawkins had to be destroyed, kind of thing. It wouldn't surprise me if they realised that Hawkins has got to go. I hope you also know that I've now sort of accidentally latched onto my idea that I said ages ago that number 11 is a recreation of number one um, since saying they've tried to replicate it. <laughs> and now in my head, like, what if I'm right? What if I am correct? <laughs> but they could they could have. And, like, the Mind Flayer doesn't really die. Like, we know that the Mind Flayer doesn't die and the Demogorgons kind of keep... It's almost like people keep respawning in Hawkins. It's like there's no there's no end like it's a game. But it it does feel like that, doesn't it? Like it feels like the 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 bad people won't die. The bad things won't die. It's like it's like a con it feels like a constant fight. Like the big boss at the end of the level just keeps respawning and up in his armor. Like that's what it feels like. Um and and it makes me wonder if it is something to do with Hawkins like the underground of Hawkins, like almost the phrase there's something in the water. Like <laughs> is it that, you know? The dive in season four. But, but like but like seriously, and like how did all of those people in season three go missing and just No one seems to care. <laughs> yeah, it's it is like it is like the adults in Derry. They don't notice what's going on. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if it's actually Hawkins and that's why. Because Hawkins is the reason. It's not that the lab brought things to Hawkins. It's that Hawkins brought the lab. Our other theory about the lab completely flips that idea on its head. But before we talk about that, we're going to talk to you about today's sponsor. So Surfshark are a VPN, which is a virtual private network, which will essentially mask and protect your IP address so that you can browse safely and privately. Now, unfortunately, the party didn't have that in the 80s, but I'm sure you can see how it would benefit them in many different ways. For example, Mike Wheeler, he could have hid 
his location and not have to run away. Instead, he could have been in a variety of countries. Dustin also seems like the kind of person to want to watch some TV. Yeah, definitely. With Search Out VPN, he could have hid his location and he could have watched a variety of programs that are not available on American streaming programs. For real though, Surfshark is something which is really, really useful. I've been using VPN for years now. It is genuinely one of the best things. Surfshark, which I really, really like, has an antivirus, which isn't currently available on the Mac, but it will be very soon and it's available on other devices. The other thing which I really like is when I signed up and put my password in, they were able to scan to make sure that my password hadn't been breached before. I also really enjoy that you get real search results. I've used other VPNs in the past and I don't like the fact that sometimes it masks the actual results of what you're trying to look for, whereas Surfshark is, is one that does that, which I do really appreciate. And you get real-time alerts as well so if there's any kind of issues with your email or any type of like hacking thing you get those alerts so it lets you know which i think is really useful though the town of hawkins cannot have our protection we can help protect you and if you go to surfshark.deal slash hawkins podcast and enter the promo code hawkins podcast you can get 83 percent off plus free extra months free we love free extra months free we love extra months free so that's surfshark dot deals slash hawkins podcast and enter the promo code hawkins podcast but should we now get on with some stranger things theories yes so emily uh hawkins lab what if they were actually good what do you think about that what if they were actually good that would be something so hear us out we are not saying hawkins lab are some good guys, but we know that on here we do like to talk some outlandish theories and go a bit, a little bit out there. Um, we do. So Matthew Modine, who has been <laughs> the only person until possibly tomorrow or whenever this mysterious video is released. David Harbour and Noah Schnapp were at the Knicks game, and David Harbour held up his phone and it said Stranger Things for coming soon i promise and the world just felt right again seeing that image but the majority of this has been done by matthew modine <laughs> matthew modine <laughs> um he's been posting regularly on social media about stranger things related stuff and he posted something i believe it was today which was actually a quote from the six comics and I will read this quote from the six comics now. I also thought it was really interesting that the other day, uh, maybe I think it was yesterday, Valentine's Day, it was Valentine's Day, he shared the Creole teaser just completely out of nowhere. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so in this, he's talking about how Elle came to them in young, tragic circumstances, really. Bit of a lie, but we will let it slide for the purpose of this theory. Um, and then he says that when she's older, she'll have a better understanding of what we're trying to do here and the importance of it. We're not the only program like this in the world. Um, and, but with the help of you, of Eleven, of all the children here, is a war we're certain to win. Now, sounds a little bit sketchy. We know it sounds a little bit sketchy. Doesn't sound like the type of thing that the heroes would do. But within this, we know... There are some monsters. There are some monsters around. If we use this idea of Victor Krill also maybe involved in an unwitting way, we're presuming that a monster was involved that way as well. Could, and we're throwing this out there as a big could, a big possibility, could the lab actually be a way 
of helping people of Hawkins. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's the thing. Maybe they've come into Hawkins to observe. And that's why this new program, you know, the new kind of screening thing was put in place so they could essentially cry and create an army to fight against these monsters. The Mind Flayer essentially created an army with all of those people, you know. Maybe they're thinking if we had more people that had these abilities, we can help save the town of Hawkins from the evils that kind of lurk around Hawkins. You know, we're like like we were saying, sort of the thing about things respawning. Maybe that is what it is. Maybe they realise that these things aren't going to die and they, they needed to find something to help. The way they're going about it, not the one. But, um... It could it could be that it it could be that they're thinking we need to protect this town and we can't really tell people exactly why so let's let's kind of figure out the best sort of way really because mm. it's always one of those things as well that we're obviously seeing this for example we're obviously seeing this through Mike and the rest of the party's eyes we're seeing it from their opinion so in their opinion anything lab related is bad because elves told them that they're bad so naturally they're gonna believe they're bad. But in the minds of Brenner, for example, does he necessarily think he's doing a bad thing? Yeah, like we, we were actually talking about this briefly before we started recording, is that what actually is good? Like we all have different ideas of, of certain things. So in their mind, what they're doing could be good. And whilst as societies, we are given laws and told do not do this it is bad do not do this it is bad essentially our idea of good and bad comes from what we've been told it is essentially an objective thing we've just been told over time xyz is bad xyz is good don't do this don't do this but we've seen that you know things not that i'm condoning anything the lab does but like things over time like laws change you know things do change people have had to admit that things that they thought were right in the past were actually wrong i actually sort of did a essay on that when i did the international baccalaureate um i did the same thing for philosophy philosophy and ethics we had to do a thing on what is actually good and is good objective yeah we did it on what is true and false so i had to do a whole essay like defending um is what we know true and like the theories of truth that and all the and it was really interesting looking at it that way that some of the things we just we just believe because we're told that and or we only believe things if it fits with our beliefs. So if we apply that kind of thing to Stranger Things, we apply it to Mike. We've done a couple. We've, we've mentioned Mike a lot the last couple of weeks. He's getting some screen time, but if we apply that to him, for example, he's being told um, this is the truth. This is bad. Yeah. That they are bad people. Like Elle points mm-hmm. to her wrist. She, she does a signal to her head. And yes. it's like, they are bad. And with no real reasoning to believe. I mean, yeah, he does later because they go on a little bit of a rampage. But yes. in that initial thing, he has no reason to believe that she's telling the truth rather than gut instinct. Yeah. And like, you, it's funny that you say about like the thing with truth. Like my first ever philosophy lesson, my teacher held up a pen and was like, what is this? And we were all like a pen. She was like, but is it? And we were like, yeah. And she was like, you're calling it a pen because you were told it's a pen. But what if it's not actually a pen? And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, that is true. We've been told it's a pen. What if it's not a pen? And that's the same thing with Mike. And I think what's really interesting is if he'd met people from the lab first, would he have believed 
that Elle was bad because that's what Ted and Karen do. They, their first proper interactions are they see the damage that Elle caused. Essentially, they would say it was Elle, and then they're told that she's bad. And I find it interesting that Mike and the rest of the party, aside from Lucas, really, ignore the things that Elle does that steers them in the wrong direction. Especially in season one with, like, she, like she really hurts Lucas. To be honest, though, if we apply actually what Elle does through all the seasons, really, we're kind of ignoring all of that. That in season two, I mean, it's a wonderful moment when she, like, kills the demodogs that appear yeah. through the door. But collectively, it, like, even us watching it, we're watching that, like, you know what? Elle just did that. Amazing. That scene in season one where she makes... Like the lab people like bleed yeah. from their brains. But watching them like, yes, go on out. But actually she's doing all these things that she is actively going and she is killing people and stuff like that. And yet somehow we're watching, thinking, you know what? Side of good. I mean, because you know, that's what we believe. We're meant to be following her story. Yeah. Which is interesting then when you look actually at Sam Owens, who is also from the lab in season mm-hmm. two. Um, Joyce initially and even Hopper, actually, is very distrusting. And it's very much a, yeah, but you're from the lab, you're bad. Then as yeah. that goes on, it's sort of like, we have that trust then to the point where in season three, they have ways of contacting him so that he can then send people from the lab or this base that he's at to come and save them from the He mall. also trusts Owens with Elle's birth certificate. So he puts Elle, who he is trying to protect so much, essentially in the hands of someone else from the lab and being like, I have her, here she is. And he wouldn't have done that with any other member of the lab. And that's an interesting discussion. And also, Murray, so shady, so shady. And yet, he's like, we laugh at Murray. We get Murray to help us. Alexi. Alexi, everyone was all like, ah, oh, slushies for Alexi. I love Alexi. He was great. He was part. He was part of it all. He invented the machine. What? Like, but but because we are introduced to specific characters and specific parts of the plot within certain like bits of the show, we're told bad guys, good guys, and then it's. We kind of ignore when they do the opposite because of what we're initially told. But it's just what we've been told. It doesn't mean it's true. So if they are good, what is it exactly they are doing? So we've said they've seen what's going on, they're observing, they're coming to help. Why do we need these groups of children with psychokinetic telekinetic powers to actually save the day and this is what's going to be interesting then when we get to season four i think because if we are going to kind of see this backstory there are we going to get more of why this is actually being done is it all for the greater good of reverting the massacre of hawkins lab or do we want to create the whole the massacre of hawkins lab again what is actually going on because also we have it so as soon as l make contact with the demogorgon season one, it's only thing of we need to investigate this more. So, yes. is it pure curiosity or is it more of a case of we now need to dig because we found what we're looking for? 
And then yeah. everything opening is just a coincidence. Oh, no, a consequence of all that. They kind of think that the benefits outweigh the consequences of that happening. I also think that children are probably using stones like this because their brains are probably more malleable. They're still growing. They're still able to adapt more. They're able to learn things more. Like you're told if you want to learn a language or an instrument, it's better to learn it when you're younger because of the way that your brains develop. And it will always be harder to learn something when you're an adult. And maybe this is part of that same way. Maybe, you know, if they're doing neurological research, they've been able to find out that younger people will be better for studies like this but definitely I think that like science when it comes to sort of really big studies like that if they think that the benefits of what they're doing could outweigh the consequences of like we'll release a monster because the benefits of that is that we'll have an army to control said things kind of come comes into play and that actually maybe that's exactly what they're trying to do is just build their own army to defeat this evil that has been in Hawkins this whole time. Which kind of fits with the summary of season four. <laughs> a little bit, and the idea that we go all the way back to the beginning, and maybe that beginning is like the Creel House, and the actual town of Hawkins, and what happened in Hawkins. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me, and I definitely think there's more to it i know that mk ultra is definitely a huge part but i definitely think there's more to the experiments and more to what they're doing than than mk ultra but there's there's something there i think i think especially if we're bringing it up i know it's rooted in Elle's character but especially if we're still bringing it up yeah and then we're going right back to what was happening in season one or pre-season yeah. one really to you know why are we why are we bring that up now i know it's as I said before, many of the plot points that seem to be of season four, we just conveniently forgot um, for a while. But it all makes sense. It's yeah, yeah. it wouldn't spoil. And every every beginning has its end. So that is going to take us to the end of our little lab discussion episode. Let us know your thoughts on it. Do you think the lab could be good, or? Do you think there was something that drew them to Hawkins the entire time? Do you think it is really connected to the Cruel House? We're open to discussions. We've still got like half a year until season four. We're going to be here a while. <laughs> I, I definitely think it's something to do with Hawkins. I think Hawkins is is um part of part of this. Hmm. Uh, definitely. This is this is really fun to discuss. We haven't actually had like a proper talk about the lab for a while, and I think it is going to play a part in season four. So, I definitely want to hear people's opinions on this one. And like, what do you think? Yeah. What What are your thoughts? Let us know. Where can they let us know, Emily? They can let us know um, first by listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music and Audible.com at Hawkins New Copy and then you can tell us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast or on YouTube and Tumblr at Hawkins New Copy. You can't let us know yet at HawkinsNewCopy.com but you can at some point. <laughs> Sign up to the mailing list and you'll know exactly when that point is. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Hawkins Do Copy podcast and we will see you next week. Over and out.